We are back in 2023, the first one-to-one episode of the new year, looking for it to be a very good year. It's a massive booking. We've taken months. It's taken months and months to tie her down. But finally, we've got a girl that's in the world, mainly beaches. She spent time in the most famous villa and she's now on the brink of motherhood. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, (laughs) it's influencer and my sister, Amy Hart. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me on, finally. Finally. So, let's jump straight in. How are you, Ames? I'm good, thank you. A bit uncomfortable now, because I'm like getting near the end of pregnancy. But um, hopefully it will only be another ten weeks, maybe yeah. even less. Well, I mean, I would say long time no see, but I literally saw you like three days ago. So, yeah. Two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah, because yeah. two days ago. What, playing VR... Playing VR, um, I loved a bit of the VR. That's an interesting part of our life. Who now, knew isn't I it? was so great at golf? And who knew that you like you don't need to pay for your kids to go to Disney? You can just get the point of view YouTube videos up <laughs> and, and just watch and that. You can just do the, the just rides say, on that. We'll leave Disney there because we might come back to it later. Um, so it is a beer-related podcast. You know that. I know that. The listeners yeah. know that. You've been pregnant for six months now. Yeah. Um, and even so, before that, I didn't drink beer. So. Um, well, alcohol. I'll then. see you later. It's an alcohol Goodbye. podcast. It's a night out podcast. Um, so, six months without a wine. How's that been for you? It's exactly six months yesterday. So, six months and one day. Um, it's been. It's actually been alright. Like, I've not. I don't drink at home. I don't drink, like, one glass because what's the point? Um, and I think. I don't know if that's, like, a girl thing. Because like with boys, I think having one beer is like easy, whereas like one wine is not apparently. Um, well, I think the issue with one wine is is that like you open a bottle of wine and and it goes off. Yeah, you, you can't you, just have like one can of no, beer. No, whereas yeah, you can have a bottle of beer, you can have yeah. a can of beer. It's not like you're just topping a bit out of a can and putting it back in the fridge. But obviously, I am like a binge drinker, um, and I am looking forward to going back to drag queen Sundays, getting really pissed. Um, and like being sick in my hair and stuff. But someone actually <laughs> sent me a message today on Instagram. I'll read it to you. I screenshotted it. It made me laugh. Um, but being sick in the hair, there's, obviously we're recording this just after Christmas. That Boxing Day box, when you got yeah. battered. I got so drunk on a Boxing Day once that um, my auntie put me to bed and she came up to check on me. And I'd just been sick everywhere. So the last thing I remember is being at the dining room table. And the next thing I remember was just like being sat down in the shower. I had the boys round because we went, that was the days where we went out Christmas Eve and Boxing Day and Chris Cook, friend of the podcast, friend of the family, said, um, oh, Amy, could you chuck me a chocolate and you just... I picked like, up the box you, and yeah, launched it at him. Yeah, picked up the whole box of celebrations and threw them at him. Yeah, so I put on my Instagram yesterday um, that it had been six months since I had my last glass of wine. I thought that was quite a cool like little, like, you know, milestone. Um, our cousin Laura's just gone sober and she's put up that she hasn't had a drink for three months. Yeah, I'm going to get her on the podcast to talk about that. That's and I good. said, like, you know, oh, I can't wait for a cold glass of wine. I don't think that's weird. Like, no. having to go like nine months without a drink. Anyway, I hope you're okay. Have not followed you for long, but so many posts where you're saying how you really want a drink. When you become a mum, I hope that you choose to spend all the precious time in the world with your little one rather than have them minded by someone else so you can go and drink the alcohol you seem to be longing for every time I see you saying you can't wait for a drink all I see is I can't wait to hand this baby over to someone else so I can go and get drunk 
Got a point. <laughs> <laughs> She's no. Things, I, I haven't even done that many posts no. about it. I literally, on a Q&A last week, someone said, what's your first drink going to be? Yeah. And are you going to wait for like an occasion or are you going to have a drink at home? And my answer was, I think I'll probably have to sort of break my usual habit and have a few drinks at home because... Do I want to ruin my friends' weddings? No. No. Um, so yeah, well, do that's I... the thing. You don't want to be. You don't want to be. I've done nothing, nothing, nothing for nine months. Yeah. Brought a lovely child into the world, yeah. and then be like, boom, two drinks on the floor because you haven't drunk for nine Chundering months. my friends' weddings and the dance floor. It's just not a great look. No. Um, so I, that, I, I think that's the only. I mean, I might sometimes. I would love a wine, but I mean. I say that when I'm not pregnant, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I'm, I haven't had one for a little while, I would love a As wine. you touched on it, like, a, a second ago, you, you are what we call a binge drinker, and, you know, I've known you since I was born. That's what family, that's what Iconic. siblings is. Um, and it's just one of those. You've never been this big drinker, really. You've never been this... I'm, I'm, um, other people are little and often. I'm, what, big and infrequent. Yeah. Um, it, like, even to the point where... You know, you would maybe back in the day, you'd go on one or two nights out a month max sort of thing. You wouldn't be... But I we used to work. That's the thing. I used to work weekends. Then I worked shifts. Yeah. Um, we and I used get on yeah. to it. And also, um, like, when you've been clubbing in, like, Vegas and New York and stuff, and people are like, oh, do you fancy going out in Worthing tonight? And you're, like, knackered. You're like, actually, I was out in Vegas last week, and I'm going out in Fort Lauderdale next week, so... On this occasion, I'll pass. I'll give Liquid Lounge a wide berth this week. And also, in Vegas, you don't have to pay for anything, whereas in Worthing, you do. So, as always with these one-to-one episodes, although you could probably say this is a heart-to-heart. Oh, clang. Um, We'll go back to the start. So, I remember one of my first... You know, I can't put a date on it, but I remember one of my first drinking experiences in the garden at Rectory Road, a can of Foster's after a football tournament. Mum and Dad were like... You can have one. Do you remember your first drink? I do, and I can put a time on it. Um, Emma Yates, I don't know whether any of the Yates family listen to the <laughs> podcast. Hello if you do. Emma Yates is 18th at Worthing Rugby Club. You went minesweeping. We went minesweeping. <laughs> um, drinking all the leftover WKDs when uh, I've had the time of my life was played. Um, so yeah, that was my first drinking experience. And then I, I, was, I think I was about 12 uh, then. And then... Um, after Snap, which was like, it's called, it was Say No and Phone. It was like no under, under 18s disco at the local assembly hall. And I never drank before I went because I was so scared of getting chucked out. But I remember I had um, Lizzie Northeast. Also, I don't know whether any of the Northeast family listen. Hello, if you do. Um, like Lizzie and some of our other friends back to Retro Road, actually, where we used to live for a sleepover, and mum had a bottle of vanilla vodka, and we tried some, and it was disgusting, because <laughs> we were, like, what, 13, drinking neat vanilla vodka, um, and we'd spilt it and hadn't cleared it up. So mum came down in the morning and was, like, wiping the sides, and she's like, like she smelt it, and she was, like... And she came in, and she said, Girls, I know you've tried my vodka. Um, I'm not angry that you did it. I'm angry that you had the expensive stuff. She's like, if you were going to try some stuff, you might as well have tried the cheap stuff because yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's no different to you. Um, and then after that, like house parties and stuff, I would always drink, but mum and dad have always been very good in that. Um, some people probably won't agree, but mum and dad have always been very good in that they, and this is what I probably do with my kids. They had like really like sort of set boundaries in that I could go to the house parties and I could drink 
and they would buy it for me but that was on the assumption they bought me like Lambrini or WKD that was really low alcohol content whereas my friends whose parents wouldn't buy them alcohol would all club together and get someone's older brother or older friend to buy like a bottle of vodka um so that was the sort of like boundary was like as long as we know what you're drinking and what you're doing you just drink your own drinks well this is this is i had this chat for listeners for the hardcore tap talkers um they'll know from my talk with russ cook we spoke exactly like that mum and dad were like go to that house party here are four cans of fosters because then they know what we're drinking rather than okay you are you're never allowed to drink. You're never alcohol allowed. is so bad. Alcohol yeah, is so bad. There's your alcohol cupboard. We're going to raid it, make some sort of concoction and yeah. end up in A&E. Mm. Can honestly say, never ended up in A&E. I never ended up in A&E. I will say that I was at my friend's house once and there was a bottle of Bombay Sapphire, which we assumed, because obviously the bottle was blue, <laughs> it looked yeah. like the liquid was blue. We thought it was like a non-brand name, WKD. So we <laughs> tried some. And obviously, again, gin. Like, I've never liked gin. Um. So then... We've so that's early days. So then you become of age for clubbing. Yep. You've touched on. We'll get onto the big clubs of the Vegases and yep. the New Yorks and things like that. But early days, you worked. You worked. You weren't out every weekend. But what were your preferences? Preferred nights? Um. Again, like you say, like I I never really went out on a Thursday because I had college really early on a Friday. And also, you got to remember, I'm a July birthday, so um. By the time I was 18, it was um, sort of knocking on to the end of the year. Yeah. And I also did work, I waitressed, uh, and then like I had work at 7.30 in the morning on a Saturday at a bakery. Um, and again, I've never liked clubbing in, I never like music, I don't like club music, I like cheesy music, I, so I used to love retro, um, or light, light bar, bar back in the day. as it was, Um I Not that, that I would know if the Mott family are listening because I never went in underage. Never. Um, but I used to love the cheese room and I love the cheese room in any nightclub and I still do. I just, I like stuff that I can actually dance to rather than just being like, umst, 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 umst. So yes, I used to love that. Um, but when I think back now, like standing in the rain at a taxi rank at four o'clock in the morning, like wh- why? Like why would you do that? Like now I'm like... We'll be in um, Molotov, like a local bar, which I think closes at like one anyway, doesn't it? About two now, I two. think. Um, but like, I'm in there at like half past twelve, like, and I'm there, sat in a lovely booth, drinking lovely wine, and I can order a taxi from my phone, and wait, and I can sit down and wait for it to come. Um, so I like that about being grown up. I must say, we did have it quite lucky with, as I've just mentioned, Dad's mate owned the local club. So we did always normally get queue jump. Yeah, I never had to queue to get in. I had to queue at the taxi rank. Yeah. And we used to get in for free as well. Yeah, we were very lucky with that. So then... I remember once there was someone different on the door and I was like, seven pounds? <laughs> seven pounds? I'm not paying seven pounds. I'm sorry. Get yeah. him on the phone. Get, get him on the, on the, on the, the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Where is James? Um, so you weren't like, I've mentioned just on my little sheet here, like pubs, pubs. You weren't really a pub person. No, again, like, I think, I don't know, because we'd moved up here, we yeah. sat in our mum and dad's kitchen, uh, we'd moved up here by the time I was, like, 17, so it's not like there was a pub round the corner, no. it's not like there was one, like, there is obviously pubs in walking distance, but not ones that my friends would be going into, um, and I think, like, pubbing is a lot of, like, you know, when you finish work and stuff, because I've always worked odd hours, so you can't really rock up to 
the Thomas Beckett after no, a 6am clear after a Barbados. So then the first change in your life comes. So you go from, as you mentioned, waitressing, the college, all those sorts of things. And you go into the world of air hostess, cabin crew life. Yeah. That's a hell of a change. Hell of a change. Um, it's like massive, massive change. I didn't really deal well with it at the beginning, but I think I was only 18. And when I look at 18-year-olds now, I'm like, oh my God, like you are so young. Well, I must say, like, obviously I've gone into family business, but I did look at uni at one point and I even now still think about it and I think at 18, I would, I was not ready to move away from home. No. Now, as an air hostess, you weren't moving away from no. home, but... I, I lived rem- here till I was 28. You, I remember a... <laughs> I can't remember what exactly the party was, but we had like a family get together on a Saturday night. It might yeah. have been something stupid like a family curry at the Alishan yeah. or something. And you were on a night stop in Manchester and you were like so upset. You were like homesick. Why am I here? Yeah, I, I, yeah I got like quite a lot of anxiety and then um, it got really, really bad. Um, and I was like, I don't know whether to give up or whatever, but I managed to power through it and do nine years in the end. And I cried when I left. Yeah. Um, but so yeah. then, and the beauty of that is like it's it's a strange one because I work as I've mentioned family business and we've got fourteen can never get sacked can never no get matter sacked. how late he turns <laughs> up every day uh, fourteen like great people that I work with and it's all the same people when you're an air hostess you are basically working with a new crew every um, or not, like most of the time no not at Gatwick like, okay. well, no once I've been there like nine years obviously it wasn't at the beginning yes but um sort of once you'd been there like a couple of years you'd get to know people so you always know sort of two or three people and the thing is because of the nature of our trips like sort of four five six day beach trips um in all-inclusive hotels and not much exploring to do not really allowed out of the hotels in a lot of places because it was unsafe um or they're in the middle of nowhere so everyone like we i did a lot of st lucia's and we stayed at this place called coconut bay that was like butlins of the caribbean (laughs) but i bloody loved it and um you know, it was all inclusive. You couldn't go out. It had like karaoke night or a pool party every night. So everyone used to make the effort to come down because work didn't cost you any money. So it's not like people saying, oh, I'm saving for a mortgage, I'm not going to come yeah. down. Nobody had an excuse. And people used to bid for it because they loved the atmosphere there. So like I did sort of 15 in a row one year, I think. Like St. Lucia, two days off. St. Lucia, two days off. St. Lucia, two days off. I remember one month, I think it was 2018, where literally, yeah, for the whole of August... You were in St. Lucia every weekend. You were like, yeah. five days, two, five, yeah. two, five, two. Um, but so everyone used to have such a good time. And like all the Americans would be there at the pool party. Because it was mainly American like, guests in the hotel. And they'd all be at the pool party. They'd be like, um, they'd be requesting like hardcore rap music. <laughs> and they'd all be like, whoa, go man, and all this. And then, so we'd go and be like, sorry, can we just, me and my friend Toby were like, can we just um, have the laptop of the DJ? Because it's really hard to spell. He's like, okay, just click that to cue the song. Um, So we'd put on the Nolans, I'm in the mood for dancing. Or like Dancing Queen by ABBA. Um, Don't do that, you're just going to pick up on the... Sorry. Rustling a sweet pap. On the amazing microphone. You can't have this lovely microphone and then start rustling sweet rappers, Samuel. Um, So yeah, so... That was really good. And like I say, like we went to Vegas and everything. And like I said, in Vegas, everything's free for girls. So literally, you just, we used to put a picture on of us in Gatwick in our uniforms being like on our way to hashtag Vegas. And by the time we landed, like 10 hours later, my Instagram, bear in mind, at the time I had like 
I don't know, like 500 followers or something. So it wasn't like it was like a Love Island thing or anything. But by the time we landed in Vegas, I'd have so many messages from different promoters being like, girls, if you want to come out tonight, um, that's fine. They want girls in the clubs. Girls in the Um, clubs. So we used to go and we used to drink for free. And it was so funny because I was, when I became a cab manager at BA, I was quite like sort of famous for like including everyone. And, you know, oh, um, people saw me on the roster. They'd be like, other people's rosters, they say, you know, oh, Amy will look after you. She'll include you. She'll book dinners. She'll like make plans and stuff. And then on a Vegas, I literally would not make eye contact <laughs> with any boys um, on the on the crew because if they even suggested like what are you doing this trip but I don't know I don't know like because as soon as you've got a boy with you that's it no more free stuff your, your meal ticket's gone it's gone um so me and Rhiannon who if you follow me on Instagram I'm sure you'll know from our <laughs> crazy days um we did one once where we did three nights out and it was mental and I literally was like came down to reception for pickup and I was like I think I'm all right actually I've been in Vegas it's amazing it's amazing and it took three people to wake me up off my break and I was like oh Vegas wins again Vegas wins again but you know as you've just mentioned you had lots of good trips lots of good memories and you've mentioned Rihanna and there's Luke who's out for dinner with us tonight as well yeah uh, who's part our of the doc- furniture our now adopted brother, brother. Like- actually moving in with our mum and dad when I have the baby and he has to move out of our house <laughs> but You've made lots of great friends through yeah. BA. But then, whilst with BA, you put your application in for Love Island. For Love Island. And so, did how long did that take? Were you, you know, when I apply for things like Pointless and things like that, I'm like, bomb, 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 done. Did you take your time? Did um, you... So I decided I was going to go on it because I, I watched the previous series and I saw loads of couples that were together that wouldn't have met otherwise. I thought maybe this is where I'm supposed to find my person. So I started filming my video in the October. Then applications opened in January. I had my interview January like the 22nd. Then I had a questionnaire sent to me in February. I had um, another interview in March, which is my final callback, I think. Then I found out in April and then I went in the middle of May. And when you found out, you had told loads of people, I've applied for Love Island, and they basically said to you, this cannot get out. You need to tell people you can't get in. Yeah. And then so I I had to tell everyone that I didn't get it and had to share loads of emotional quote posts on Facebook and stuff to try and throw people off the scent. So it's not about how hard you can hit it's about how hard you can get hit and yeah. keep moving forwards like you know don't don't worry about where you want to be just think about where you are now and all this. <laughs> um, just to try and throw everyone off the scent yeah and it did it threw me off the scent because I remember finding out on Littlehampton Beach yeah. and being like nah, furious. furious furious and going jealous going nah you uh you said you didn't get in oh, it was all the smoke you screen. applied for Love Island once didn't you I didn't Back even get the through the questionnaire didn't get through the questionnaire but, and anyway, I wouldn't have been Villa Ready, which is where we're going here. This is a beer podcast. This is an alcohol podcast. You getting Villa Ready, did you have to change a lot of your lifestyle? Yeah, I stopped drinking because I didn't, I couldn't afford the calories. No. Um, I stopped drinking. And also, I stopped going out because I was, I was like, I can go out. I remember being in this kitchen, actually, and there was a 40th birthday party I was supposed to go to. And I was a bit like, oh... I could go, if I go, I'm going to get drunk and I'm probably going to tell someone. Or I could not go, I could go to the gym and then I could meal prep. Um, and I chose the meal prep in the gym, which is not like me at all. Um, 
And yeah, so I stopped drinking down Rue. I was going to the gym all the time. I mean, I looked fabulous. And I hope I can get back to that for my wedding. But I'll have 18 months instead of like six weeks. Yeah. But then from there, let's just say, we'll, and I'll post the picture. We'll recreate the picture of the day that you went to Love Island of us well, in Well, I the can't kitchen. we just like post it? Post well, we'll post that original okay. and we'll recreate it to show have okay. we really changed that much in five years, Michael? We have. Um, and then it was a whirlwind for us all. It was like, oh my God, what the... The Love Island Circus hit us, and it was like, yeah. "What the hell?" It's almost as if I hadn't prepared you for it. Oh wait, <laughs> I had. I told you all to lock all your all your social media accounts. Did you listen? I no! locked my Facebook, and your agent Charlie, advisor, whatever you want to call her, said to me, "I think it's best if you delete your Twitter." And I said, "I'm Sammy the Snake. The Twitter stays," and, and that they, came back to yeah. bite me on the ass. Um, but so. Six weeks with no contact to us whatsoever. Like, let's look back at that air hostess in Manchester in a hotel room that's homesick for one night. Six weeks. Did Um, you get homesick or were you just caught up? So weird. No, not at all. Because you're in like a different place. Like, I know you're in a different place, but um, because you have no contact with the outside world at all, um, you don't miss it. It's not like you can see what other people are doing mm. on your Facebook and You're stuff. You're just in that. You're just in that. And there's so much going on that you don't really think about anything outside. It's really strange. I kept trying to think what Rhiannon looked like and I couldn't I couldn't see her. <laughs> it's really strange. And Amber said to me one day, can you remember what your mum looks like? And I was like, vaguely. Like, it's so strange. That is just mental. So how does the drinking in the villa work? Like... You've always got a drink on the go in the videos of, of an evening on the recording. So it's definitely one drink a night and you have to order it in the afternoon. Um, and you can have like white wine, red wine, beer. I think you get, for every one glass of wine, you can have two beers. Okay. Because they're like little cans. Um, but that was it. No spirits or anything. No spirits. Um, or you have a glass of Prosecco actually. Um, but it's, you know, like Spanish Prosecco sometimes is a bit like... Yeah, a little bit like um, nasty asty. Yeah. I love Asti. I do as well, to be fair. In France, me and Joel enjoyed Um, that. But yeah, so it's one drink. um, And then if it's a particularly long night, you get a second drink. I'm of the camp that it's a really good idea that you don't have much drink. Because there were so many rows that like really kicked off in the villa. And I'm like, right now, imagine that with a skin full of alcohol. And everyone goes, oh yeah, it'd be much better, much better. But I just think for you as a viewer, yes. But for people in it... Because you've all got to wake up yeah. the next morning and, and get on. And the thing, and it's also, like, there's there's enough sort of, like, worry and anxiety when you're in there already without adding anxiety into the yeah. mix. So I think it's a very good idea that you only get your one one or two drinks. Yeah, and, like, also, I suppose ITV have, like, a duty of care yeah. from a point of view of you can't... It is a lover. It's a love show. Yeah. You are doing certain things in the bedroom of an evening and if you've had too much to drink and then you you regret it in the morning you have to be level-headed to make those decisions so it's it's an interesting one isn't it because when you think reality tv and like love island is maybe you know i would say it's the creme de la creme of the reality tv shows and when you put it next to things like geordie shaw which won the originals and like x on the beach which is a kind of trash version in my opinion but I've, I did love I've it. Never it. I did love it. They used to get battered, and Geordie Shaw was based around getting battered. And yeah. it's an interesting one how alcohol c- 
consumption and the way that you know the stars of the show now deal with it that actually ITV probably got it right only allowing you to drink a certain amount yeah. because they want you to be in the right headspace yeah. making those decisions. Um, also, I did actually once get asked to go on X on the beach and I was like, well, I don't have any X's, so what, I'm just going to sit on the beach on my own. <laughs> yeah, just... who's coming out the <laughs> sea? Not no one, one of no, X's. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, would you say you're glad you went in the villa? Yeah, so glad I went in the villa. Like, I wouldn't have my house. I wouldn't have Sam. Like, you know, I wouldn't have the amazing opportunities I have now. I wouldn't be able to treat my friends and family to things. Like, not even, like, material things. Just, like, if, if there's, like, shows I get invited to and stuff. I think, like, oh, who would really like that? Like, yeah. take my godchildren to stuff. Like, Harry Potter um, world and yeah. things like that. So, like, I do enjoy that side of it as well. But, yeah, I'm really glad I went Like, Takeshi's Castle, it's opened a lot of doors. It really has. Um... You believe in life after Love Island, like I do. You leave Worthing in May 2019 as Sam Hart's sister. Yeah. Like people go, oh, there goes Sam Hart's sister. Yeah. And then you come back as your Love Island's Amy Hart. Yeah. Like, you're Amy Hart's brother. I know. I mean, people say to me, you're never really tanned. I'm like, well, I lived in my dad's shadow for yeah. 25 years, and now I live in my sister's shadow. Gutted. Gutted. Um, so yeah, so I think I was very lucky though when I left because I left at like the exact right time. I didn't know it was the exact right time. I literally wanted to go home. Um, but if I'd left the night before or stayed any longer, I wouldn't have had the amazing opportunity to have no. now. Like I needed to leave at that point. It, it was like your avocado moment. They say really that an avocado was. is ripe for, for such very, a small yes. window. And you choosing to leave made you go from... Like, she's been heartbroken by Curtis Pritchard to, oh my God, she's so strong. She's gone out on her own. And everybody wanted your first interview. Everybody wanted your first photo shoot. Grandad was in hospital at the time. You had paparazzi following you to the hospital. (laughs) Yes. Um, I said goodbye (laughs) to my granddad. Like, not like the final goodbye, but I was like, bye, granddad, I'm going now. And I came back and I was like, granddad, I can't leave because there's photographers outside. (laughs) And he was laughing. Um, But yes, it's really crazy coming back. But then it was quite scary with like drinking and stuff because everywhere you went, people were like filming you, taking secret pictures of you. I mean, I still have that now. I had a horrible, horrible um, thing in a bar in Spain in the summer with a lady trying to secretly film me. Um, And when I said to her like, oh, can you not film me? I'm happy to have pictures of everyone. As I already had had pictures with everyone. Um, in their party of 17 and had solo pictures lots <laughs> group of, lo- photos literally group photos lots of two photos lots of different combinations of two photos they got the photo um, booth stuff out some novelty yeah. glasses <laughs> a blow up saxophone <laughs> um, and I said like oh like, I'm happy with, I'm, I'm fine with pictures just can you not film me and it was because I was pregnant and I was looking quite pregnant but I hadn't announced yet um, so I was a bit worried about like because I can stand a certain way in photos whereas if you're like secretly filming me um, anyway so then as the music stopped, I could hear her husband going, can I swear on this? Podcast? Yeah, you can swear. Okay. I've got no fucking idea who she is anyway. She wants to fucking sort herself out. So I went over and said, hi. I, as I said, like, you know, I've had pictures of everyone. I'm happy to have pictures of everyone. Um, but I just don't like secret videos. It's just not my thing. And I don't think that's, that's a That's horrib- not, no. I don't think that's an unreasonable request. Um, 
And he started shouting in my face, I've got no idea who the fuck you are anyway, all this. And then wanted a picture with me. And that's the that's the, the side, some people, obviously. Yeah. And then know. I had an anxiety attack, and I hadn't even been drinking, obviously, because I was pregnant. Um, but it was just, and it's my best friend's hen doing, it was just horrible. Like, and I just think, like, we are actually people too. But yeah. yeah, that's what I hate, is people secretly filming. Yeah, so that's, um, and that's And if I've people. had a few wines, I am known to go... Just come and ask for one. Just come and ask for one. It's fine. Like, but from that like Love Island experience, a night out for you had gone from like you've mentioned like light bar, Vegas, yeah. things like that. Uh, but doing your own thing to suddenly any bar or club you go into, you're in the VIP area. Yeah. People, as you've just mentioned, are taking videos, photos, um, like. That must have affected like yeah. the enjoyment of a night out, maybe. Um, I didn't really go clubbing a lot. I went clubbing once for my birthday, and we all went. Didn't yeah. We? we went to Toy Room. Yeah. Um, which was nice. But I STK. STK. Great, really great good night. experience. Um, but I literally had been out for like four days at this point, um, and I was really scared about getting papped and stuff because papped everywhere. So I didn't really drink that night, even though it was like free alcohol. So everyone else got really drunk. Yeah. Um, and remember, I couldn't eat, could I? Because that woman kept coming over to talk to me. Um, yeah. The drunk woman. So everyone else had a really nice dinner and loads of really nice drinks. And I didn't get any of it. Um, but it was fine. Um, but, yeah, so basically, I didn't really go out a lot when I first came home because I don't. I didn't do the PA scene, didn't do the club PAs because that's... Not One, girls don't really do it anyway. Yeah, and if they also, do, could you imagine the... me... Hi guys. Good evening, Colchester. <laughs> Let me see your hands in the air. Yeah, but it would have like, been pop world. You would have been yeah, like, spice it, up your life. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for one of the Nolans. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's club appearances aren't really me. But I also didn't go because I was working so hard the rest of the time. If I had a night off, I didn't want to go out. No. Like I wanted to. And like you say, um, Hannah and I went to Kistry on the Common and it was really nice to go, but... Um, it was just after I come out of Love Island, and like I did pictures and videos and hugs and stuff for like twelve hours for the whole day. And we got on the train home, and Hannah was like, "Right, okay, we need to rethink your days off because today wasn't a day." So no. That was it. We kept saying, oh, "It's my day off. It's, it's my day, day off." off. It's my day off. off. Like, oh, on Amy's day off, we're going to Kistry. We're going to Kistry on Amy's day off, and then it wasn't really a day off. Um, and Hannah was like, "Right, your days off from now on are." We sit at your mum and dad's house. I will speak to any restaurant you want to eat from and we'll get it delivered. This is obviously pre-COVID, so not many of, like, proper restaurants did takeaways and stuff. And she's like, you know, we'll just speak to them, see if we can get some food boxed up and stuff because, like, you need to sort of recuperate. So that's why I didn't really go out after Love Island. Also, my anxiety was quite bad as well, so I didn't drink that much. But, yeah, well... But... Do you know, Drag Queen Sundays in Brighton was the only place I could go. That was your safe haven. And nobody, nobody cared, nobody gave a they, shit. They, because you'd been there before Love yeah, Island, you exactly. were one of the guys. Yeah. Um, but then, so let's just touch on the future, really. So yeah. you met Sam, that's been a mental 18 months. Crazy mental. Crazy mental. You know, had you have not gone to Love Island, probably wouldn't have crossed paths on Bumble. Well, no, because I think... Because we were both in London at the same time, so the chance of me actually being in London on that day, had I not gone on Love Island, very slim. Yeah, you would have been in... You know. And also, like, trying to hold down a relationship while your crew is quite hard, like, especially if it's a new relationship, because, like, trying to date when, like, you're going away on sort of four or five-day trips. Yeah, and then, and then also, you're on long journeys, long trips, and then you come back, you sometimes 
I remember me and you having many stand-up arguments yeah. in the house because you come back from a four-day trip, I have to get your suitcase out of yeah. the car, and then you would then sleep for two days. Yeah. And if you're trying to start a relationship then, and it's probably why you went into Love Island yeah. as the girl who hadn't had a relationship. Yeah. And also, like, I just when I bought, met Sam, I just bought my house. Um, so, like, we both lived at home, so that would be a bit weird, like, trying to date, we're both living at home. Um, so yeah, I've met Sam and now we're obviously having a baby and we've booked our wedding. Yeah. That's a little tap tour exclusive. That you've booked the wedding. We've booked the wedding. Well, we can advertise this saying Amy Hart exclusive yeah. in the podcast. Um, so we have actually booked we the wedding. We can clickbait people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've actually booked the wedding, even though we're not engaged yet, because our Correlate podcast, I want to get pissed yeah, when I, I get engaged. You want to enjoy um, it, you want to wanna, celebrate. Yeah, I don't want to get engaged now and be like, oh, brilliant, I have another can of apple ties. Like I I'll do have my seventh can of apple ties. Every day. day. Um, oh, I can't because I've got reflux. Um, I'd rather wait. And also I want to eat like sushi or like a nice big yeah. rare steak or something. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, so we've booked the wedding, we're having a baby. So, yeah, it's madness. Life sometimes is... I'm a bit like, I can't believe I actually have like a boyfriend. That's really weird. <laughs> and I can't believe it's like one that I'm like going to get married to and stuff. And like, I, may, I, may, <laughs> I may never have to go on a first date again. No. Madness. Well, unless you become some sort of, unless they get you on charity first dates. Yeah. To raise money for Comet Relief or something. No, Going mean, on a date with Steve McDonald. No, because I love a first date. Because I always think, oh my God, this could be your last ever first date. And, and where yeah. was your first date, Sam? Uh, Vagabond's Wine, actually. Nice. Alcohol podcast. Yeah. Alcohol podcast. We both got really, really drunk. And then just the last part on this, and then we're just going to do Q&A yeah. and wrap it up because we're out for mum's, di- mum's birthday this evening. Or you can eat Chinese, get to my Bosh. belly. Um, so you have recently, and followers of Amy will have seen this, they've been to New York recently and they've been on a cruise. Now, we've done. you've done New York loads of times. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier in the pod. You've been on a booze cruise with the family before. Yeah. They're alcohol trips. So yeah. how was it doing it without the alcohol? Um, we had lots of money left on our cruise credit on the cruise <laughs> because we uh, weren't drinking. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was nice. At the silent disco and stuff, I wish I could have had a few wines and had a dance and stuff. And yeah, going on boat trips and everyone's like sinking rum punch. And I used to love a boat trip like I'm at BA I probably should have talked about that maybe next time I come on but like um, BA boat trips used to be very very boozy Um, and I did miss that like when everyone else was drinking all the rum punch and stuff Uh, and just having a nice glass of wine and like having port with your cheese Um, and like and New York but New York actually we spent a lot less money because well you love a piano bar don't you love a piano bar but we weren't drinking, well, to be fair, actually, in, the, in that piano bar, the non-alcoholic cocktails are the same price as the alcoholic cocktails, $22 each. Ooh. And they're tiny. Um, so I, mother coming. Uh, so we actually spent so much less money in New York um, because we weren't drinking and because then we were going to bed early as well because I was yeah. tired. Um, so we literally ate like one meal a day because we had free breakfast in our hotel. So yeah, we saved loads of money. But well, I did miss getting really pissed at the at the piano bar and yeah. not remembering getting high. Once I actually was in that piano bar and I got so drunk, it was only the next day when I was watching my own Snapchat story back that I saw that a woman that I'd seen in shows on Broadway had come in and sang at the piano bar. I didn't even remember it happening. I just saw it on my oh Snapchat no. story. Well, thank you for the chat. Thank so I'm just going to do the normal Q&A that I do with everyone. So you just mentioned it and I... You know, I've got in the back of my mind somewhere that I think 
Now, I often ask people, you can only go to one pub for the rest of your life, where and why. Now, we've touched on it, you're not a pub person, so this can be a piano bar, this can be a bar in London, it doesn't have to be a pub as such. Okay. But if you moved to Australia tomorrow, okay. you can take this place with you. The Queen's Arms in Brighton. You still haven't been on Drag Queen's Arms. No, I haven't. Well, when you can drink again, yeah. we'll go. So the Queen's... Now, that is absolutely not what I was thinking. I thought Theatre Cafe, or I thought the piano bar in New York. No, Queen's Arms um, with Davina Sparkle on, me and Rihanna in a cheap <laughs> bottle of Pinot Grigio. It was not even cheap. So a very expensive, very highly marked up bottle of Pinot Grigio. <laughs> um, we love it. Oh, okay. Well, that's thrown me off, but hopefully the Queen's Arms can sponsor the pub one. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll do a Drag Queen special. You'll do a Pride special with yeah. them at Lulu. Sounds good. And then, so your favourite drink ever? Um... I do like a Long Island iced tea, you know. Okay, well, again. Magical. You're just... But they are, obviously. Very out I had Pisco Sours once in Peru. And everyone was like, I was like, I'm just going to order three, just because it's taken ages, the service in here. They're like, Amy, you can't order three. I had two, and I was literally off my face. Um, Can you remember, and I think we've maybe touched on it already, like the biggest night out you can remember? Um, I think... Probably when me and Olivia went to Vegas. I thought it was going to be um, Vegas. And we got put on this table and it was two baseball players and they were like, we're actually really tired, we're going to go. And we were like, oh, cool, thank you. Went up to, got up to leave. And they were like, oh, no, no, girls, girls, you can stay, you can stay. There's loads of um, alcohol coming. Like, when this runs out, they'll just bring you more. Just stay and enjoy it. So we were like, okay, thank you. Thought that everyone else would stay as well, but no, everyone else got up and left. So me and Olivia were on the biggest table... <laughs> in like one of the biggest nightclubs in Vegas with all this alcohol and the waitresses were like, girls, drink this, there's so much more they've paid for. Because <laughs> it was like a Monday night and they'd been out all weekend. So then we started inviting all these American boys onto the table. All right, Estelle. And they were like, American <laughs> boys. And they were like, how do you afford all of this? And we were like, we're on a TV show in England called The Only Way Is Essex. <laughs> and they were like, what are your names? We were like, oh, Cara and Billy, as in... Um, <laughs> Cara Kilby and Billy Mucklow. Uh, we're like, don't Google it now. <laughs> don't, Google don't, Google, don't Google it now. It's bad really, light, it's bad really light. embarrassing to Google it now. Google it when you get home. Um, so that was probably my biggest ever night out. Now, if you had a dream bar crawl, three people, dead or alive or fictional, who would you take on your dream bar crawl and where would you take them? Um, well, I don't know whether she'd come, but I was going to say Rhiannon because like, last time we went out in London, I ended up, being sick on the train and losing her but um oh three people dead or alive oh anita dobson obviously my favorite yeah, celebrity your favorite celeb. she loves a champagne anyone can fall in love um princess diana obviously yeah. iconic um i would say the queen but i don't think she'd get really pissed no. um i don't know who my third one would be um I don't know, actually. Maybe maybe Rhiannon. Maybe, right. Well, that's a great girls' night out. And where are you taking them? Um, DQS? Drag Queen Sundays, yeah. Queen's Arms. Huh. Shop. No, no, you start at Legends. Oh. Legends, Affinity, Queen's Arms, Charles Street, back to the Queen's Arms. And then it's the end of the night. Yeah. Queen's Arms, they go, Amy, here's the laptop. One song to close the night. What are you putting on? Um, mm. One song, one song. Oh, I'm in the mood for dancing. The Nolan Sisters. The Nolan you love the Nolan. You love... used to go and see oh, Blood I Brothers. I don't, just know, to I don't see know, the know why Colleen's not on the list. Yeah, Colleen should be there. Maybe. Sorry, Rhiannon. Um, 
but yeah, I do love. Actually, no, I love their song "Chemistry." Actually, it's better. Oh. Or actually, no, that's a lie. My last song would be I'd gone to YouTube, and there's a guy that does mashups of um, of ABBA songs. There's one called "Super Jumper," and it's "Super Trooper" mixed with Van Halen "Jump," <laughs> and it is the best song You'd ever. You put that on. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll try and clip this into the end. Yeah, and I'd then like to find the, um, you find it, and then whilst you're finding it, wine or spirits. Um, I know I said Long Island iced tea, but I like I like wine. And then, would you? What would your favourite TV pub be? Queen Vic, obviously. Queen Vic. Yeah. See, because Dad went Phoenix Nights. Dad oh, went you Phoenix know, I would want to go Phoenix Club, yeah. Because Phoenix Club is like the Broadwater Club. Well, all I can leave leave us to say here is thanks so much for being on the podcast, Amy. This is your first appearance, but it won't be your last. No. We'll do a BA special at some point with me, Luke, and Rihanna. Yeah absolute carnage that'll be now anything you want to say no thank you for listening and make sure you download and subscribe download subscribe hashtag turn the tap on less super jump